0: This is Poppin' Crap, episode 105. 105 of Pop Crap. I'm Paul French, and yeah, I'm done with winter already.
1: <laughs> I'm Scott, it barely arrived, and I, I I can't lie with you, or or I can't I can't argue with that. That's yeah. I'm still I'm chasing the dog off the damn patio in the backyard. He's decided that it's cold out, so he's just not going to go all the way to the lawn to pee. Yeah. It's like no, no, that's not how this works.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: In my defense, yeah, no, I've been done with it since October. So um, well, it, it,
1: it, she's she's chilly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's not even that bad uh, this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's really not that much to complain about compared you know, years. A,
0: apparently, it was the first uh, um, the the first minus ten degree day was last Sunday. Um, usually, that occurs in the first week of December. So. <laughs> We're doing okay, but I'm still done with it. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's still, it's that, that the, the big dump that happened the other day. was kind of like, okay, so, you know, we're, we're home. We don't have to go anywhere, really. Yeah. This is kind of a peaceful way to watch things fall out there. I went out and took, my Christmas lights are still up, so I went out and took a picture because oh, yeah. I finally got the Christmas photo that I needed back at Christmas because before well, everything else go. was, these are my nice lights on my green lawn.
0: Yeah. Yep, I um yeah we have still got our lights up too I just like them so
1: yeah well it's a it's a lot of effort to put them up and then once they're up they look nice and you know everybody could use a little more cheer this year Indeed. I think we're down to one of two houses that still have them up on our stretch of the uh, of the neighborhood though and I'm starting to feel the peer pressure no one's saying anything but I'm ah, feeling it screw em. and screw em. I realized if I didn't grab it before I missed my window to grab them before the uh, snow fell because now they're wet so they got to stay yeah. up there for a good chunk of time. Yeah,
0: and I'm just like like the little plastic clippy things, you know. Th- th- when it's this cold, they're gonna snap, and uh, mm. you know, I'm, I'm far Fair too cheap. Fair point. What are
1: you gonna me. do? Our hands are tied. E-
0: exactly. What else can you do? Hey, so what <laughs> have you been watching?
1: Oh my, that's a fine question. Uh, what have we been watching? You know what? Uh, we uh, we've done three uh, episodes of. Uh, uh, we've done the first three episodes of Wandavision. Nice. Yeah, it's I'm I'm impressed with, what uh, the the production values. And I realize that's <laughs> like saying that was really well lit, um, but. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, but, we, <laughs> you, but know, you know,
0: we grew up with Canadian television, so we, we yeah, have You to know, make when you do stim-
1: get hit in the head with a boom yeah. mic, I'm already impressed. Yeah. Um, the who was it? Was it Mike McDonald who did a stand up routine about that? Where he said that yeah. you know, he uh, the CBC the first game of the Expos versus the Jays. He's been hit by a microphone. He'll get a base for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, it. Uh, I I I get that. There's a mystery, and we're universe building, and we're story building. Um, I'm appreciating that they're, they've are they moved. Like, I get the premise, and now that we're kind of starting to focus on the, oh, yeah, something's wrong here, That's I'd really like to get to that. And I think they were very smart to release the first two episodes on the same night yeah. as they did. Um, I think if they'd spread the first three over three weeks, I might be less impressed. Hmm. But uh, dropping two to start and then give me a third that really feels like it's kind of moving the story along i'm in i'm interested i'm looking I'm, forward to it i think i'm, un, you know, I'm I figure
0: I, i'm unfussed about that stuff i'm like yeah. let them play around with the premise for a little while I, I i i i'm in no rush
1: well we're also we're the kind of people who are likely to enjoy the premise
0: fortunately i only care about what we think
1: <laughs> that's good because nobody else is listening
0: <laughs> screw the rest of them i honestly don't care you know what hey it's, graham hey will hey randy it's, it's fun if you, if you don't like fun, I can understand you're not liking
1: it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun. It's been good. I'm curious to, uh, I'd, I'd like to move into the bigger story, but I'm, I, I like how many, how many, how many, how many we got for this
0: season? Is it eight?
1: I'm, I'm, I was just assuming it was going to be an eight. See, that seems to be the standard for these types of series. Isn't this and the so, first one? Well, no, but like standard Netflix y type of stuff. And I know this is Disney and Marvel. But, you know, it's usually like eight to 10 episodes, then okay. they uh, let her go. So I don't, I don't know, I haven't looked it up. But, uh, um, you know, I figure by halfway point, we'll probably get the reveal and what the hell's going on. Well, or I'm, it'll be the two thirds mark, and I'll be a little more frustrated. Yeah, I was
0: going to say most of it's fairly clear even now. I mean, I, I, like to me, every you know that that last episode really kind of laid most of it bare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but uh, yeah, yep. so there. So yeah, we're, we're we're watching that. We're enjoying that. Um... Friday nights are interesting because we have that. Uh, we have uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's an interesting two show combo <laughs> to put yes, together, it but is. it kind of describes uh, life in our house. Um, the Thursday night is uh, um, uh, Drag Race UK. So I can use that to leverage, uh, I was able to use that to leverage the second episode the first week. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: But, yeah, uh, See, I don't yeah those are our weird yeah. shows. It's it's fun. It's good yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um
1: sorry you said I don't understand. I,
0: I, I don't understand how you can watch that shit in the uh, and the um, um well, what's it called? Um, the Bachelor and all that stuff. And, and, oh, and yes. then you're like, why can't they move quicker on Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because I'm a complicated man. Now leave me alone. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of my uh, my little uh, idiosyncrasies and self contradictions, uh, but it's part of uh, my charm. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching?
0: Well, I, uh, that I've been watching the the Wonder Vision, and mm-hmm. um, sorry, I was just trying to see if I could uh, find a number of episodes, but it doesn't seem to say.
1: Oh, um, maybe they're not sure yet. It's a big secret. Maybe,
0: maybe it is.
1: Could be part of the conspiracy. Who's to say?
0: <laughs> Who is to say, indeed? Um. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So they're not going to tell me. So screw All you. right. Well, um, Yeah. So uh, let's see that. And um, aha, what else have I been getting caught up on? Um, oh, I had a near disaster happen.
1: Uh oh. um, Was it your Was it your PVR? Yes, it was. (gasps) No, not the precious.
0: I'm looking at the because like the 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 app does weird things, right? Oh yeah. Because the app acts as though it is tied to the PVR, but it kind of isn't. And yeah. So I had like. The other night's episodes of uh, of of nine one one recorded, and yeah. then I look again, and it's like, wait, where did the where did tonight's episode go? Because Ella and I watched the one from last week; she hadn't seen it yet. And then she went up to bed, and I and I'm and I'm looking at it, and it's like, wait, the other one was there a minute ago, and now it's gone. And then I look at the um, at the PVR, and there's no light on it. And then I, I realize. Not only is there not like a recording light, but there is no light on it. Ooh! And I go over and I touch it. I hope you're sitting. I hope, I hope you're sitting down. It was mm-hmm. cold.
1: It was cold. Pearl clutch. Oh.
0: And um and.
1: What did so, you do? Did you call for help? Did you call nine one one and say my nine one one episode?
0: It's so recursive. Um, they sent
1: somebody over to give CPR to your PVR. So, see what they did there.
0: Yeah, that was very nice. Very nice. So, thank you, thank you. I'm uh, here all night. At one point, I'd had to uh, reset the Apple TV because um, the Apple Fitness mm-hmm. thing wasn't connecting to my watch properly, and um, I hate when that happens. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I had to reset it, and when I reset it, I grabbed. Um, the Ethernet cable from the back of the Blu-ray player and plugged it into the Apple TV because it was just like, let's just get a quicker signal uh, going, okay. shall we, for, while it does the full update thing. And mm-hmm. um, and so I thought, oh, did I grab like the cable out of the wrong thing? So I thought that I had done it with that, but no. It turns out somehow, completely separately from all that, someone was pulling something out of the uh, out out from underneath. um, Uh Oh, someone! It pulled the plug out.
2: Oh, sweet Nelly Furtado.
0: Simple, simple thing. But basically, it was like a full day that it was at least a full day that it was unplugged. And um, jeez. And so there is some stuff that did record because it was set. It, it, because it was set like like. It's weird because the it's like the app knows what it's supposed to record because it has that list, but it right. didn't do everything. And That's weird. It's really strange. So like, Blackish recorded fine mixed dish and, uh, and <laughs> Seth Myers uh, both uh, both started part way through because that was when I plugged in the uh, um, the PVR
1: yeah that's definitely weird man it
0: was really strange and so I'm I, still
1: trying to understand half of what that thing does I I pointed out to I, I was able to demonstrate which is always the key for weird tech stuff to, to show Sarah the other day that I had I had paused something while playing it on my app
2: yeah.
1: on my iPad while I was in the kitchen and then paused it there. Ooh. Hey. What are we drinking tonight?
0: Um, oh, Slim and Clear. That's uh, – Ah,
1: nice. Yeah. Um, and my rants will be brought to you by the fine people at Kraken. Nice. And then I came into the living room, finished watching the episode, deleted it from the app in there. And then later went back into the kitchen, and when I turned the iPad back on, it was still in the middle of the episode. And I pushed play and resumed it. And I showed Sarah that I could continue playing something that I had already deleted off the PVR. Like this, it's witchcraft.
0: And it's because you hadn't it 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 hadn't refreshed, and uh, and so you press play before it refreshed, so it kept going. Because super weird, eh? Because it's like uh, it's it's like when you delete a file on your computer, it um you know, it's not like the file gets erased. It is the header gets erased and the file still there. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's weird shit. So I, well, I, I wonder how much
1: understand. of it is, is, is when I'm playing off the PVR, when I'm playing off my app, off the, my PVR, am I playing off my PVR drive locally in my house? Or am I like connecting to a server somewhere
0: and streaming it
1: and, and streaming it down to myself, but, Somewhere it's given, somewhere some file is giving me rights to certain recordings that exist. And, and that at Bell, they're just recording everything that's aired for the last three months on servers. Yeah. And I,
0: I, I, It's saving it to your drive, because uh, that otherwise you would get that same 60-day um, limit on your PVR.
1: That's on the PVR, but on the app.
0: Well, the so, the app is yeah. The app is just is. You know what? Because it, it you're right though. Because it is weird. Because of course it starts at the precise second, right? Um, right. But it's not streaming it from your PVR, because you can watch it anywhere. Um, and as I determined yesterday, you can watch it even if your PVR has been unplugged for a day.
1: Yeah. Right? Super weird. So, yeah. It's it's just I don't know what it is. It's weird. I don't understand it.
0: There are weird limitations to that app. I, I yeah, it's um, <laughs> there's weird anyway, limitations this. to it that don't exist on the on the actual box, and I and I wonder how much of that is just to make you rent the box every month.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, come back next week for more conspiracies with uh, Scott <laughs> ah, and Paul. Yes, exactly. It's, uh,
0: Exactly. You see, folks? We're pushing the story forward like uh, WandaVision. Look at us. Um,
1: well, you know, wake up, sheeple. Somebody's screwing with your PVR, and it's time <laughs> we got to the bottom of this. Mainstream media, they won't oh, talk about it, no. but we do. Oh, no. Oh, oh my
0: gosh. We, we, we have our own QAnon thing going on here. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Um,
1: yeah. We should have a little chat about uh, our our uh, our fantasy our fantasy yeah, network league. Yeah, let's do
2: that. Let's do. That. Let me. Pull please, that up.
1: please catch me up here, because among other things, I can't remember who I picked well, because so few shows have aired that I don't know what's going on anymore.
0: There you have it. So, uh, so far, you have had three shows make it to air. Um, hmm. Those are connecting, That's... which um, is oh. now finishing out its run on Peacock. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: we barely knew you.
0: Yeah. Um, Peacock, which has you know canceled shows, and the Amber Ruffin show, which I would really like to watch, but you know, screw us, mm. right? Um, <laughs> um, you also have Be Positive. Ah, and Big Sky, which just came back last night, but I didn't get the ratings before this, so um,
1: <sighs> okay. Anyway, did you watch last night's? Of I have not watched I last night's.
0: I, uh, yes, I. I actually. Uh, <laughs> I actually stayed up late to watch it because it was like, I. Just, I, I just want to see it now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um,
1: That's a damn fine sign.
0: It is indeed. Um, all right, so um, you have those two, and the one you are waiting on is debris, which um, was announced yesterday to have a March first start date.
1: Hey, I'm so, all about the mid-season shows, yo. Yeah. Well, Normally, we, we're, we're I draft so them are. without realizing they're mid-season, yeah, and this year, just every other show ended up being mid-season. So.
0: They all just became that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you have um, 30, I'll, I'll round up, 37 points from Big Sky. You have 33 points from B Positive and 6 points from Connecting for a total of 76 points.
1: I will take it. So we'll take it and run.
0: Meanwhile, over the other side of the street, I have Next, which has now finished its run at uh, 13.2, so 13. Um, Mm. And Mr. Mayor, um, uh, do I have last week's? I think I have... have, uh, Let's see how many I've got.
1: Um, I'm curious to know how it's doing generally. I like it, but that's never a good sign.
0: Yeah, it's doing okay. It's not great. Um, It's... um, well i say that like looking at um know, uh, i only have same uh, i only have same day ratings um, so, and comparable to what uh, to what uh, big sky is doing you know it was like 5.04 4.4 3.7 3.2 um, and big sky is like you know 4.2 4.5 um, and the last couple of are are sort of down in the mid 3s so yeah not not far off and um
1: the, that? Okay. the uh, one that i the episode i really enjoyed was the one where uh he went out to uh the rich neighborhood town hall yes that was and great. uh we got david spade and he got uh, <laughs> seduced by annie mcdowell and then uh um christy tegan kept popping up yes and the the outtakes at the end of all the extra ad libs when oh. she just starts going at her husband. <laughs> that was fantastic.
0: It, it was it, it was great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's a solid show. It's um
1: I hope um, it gets the chance. I mean there's not yeah. a lot of competition right now and there's enough names attached to it that it should get the chance to breathe a little life into it, but who knows what the hell anybody's thinking anymore. Well,
0: that's just it.
1: And that's why we should be running the networks. This is what I've been saying all along.
0: Right? Exactly. So um, I am also so so so. Mr. Mayor, um, thus far, um, has provided me with uh, about uh, just shy of twenty points. Um, so I'll take it. Um, yeah. You know, in, <laughs> Lately, four, <that's> in, good. <laughs> in, in four episodes, it has beaten what next gave me in ten. Um, but that's because they don't upgrade. They they don't update the uh, the PVR ratings once a show gets canceled, and so I don't know how it did on PVRs. Um, I only have it did great on ours. Well, there you have it. I only have same days. Um, I am still waiting on Young Rock, which will start in just a couple of weeks on February sixteenth. And so the
1: ads for that look interesting. Yeah, I I didn't realize they. I thought it was going to be a Everybody Hates Chris model, and instead it looks like they've gone with um, Me, Myself, and I, because it looks like you it's get different, different eras, points in yeah. his life, different actors. That's yeah. going to be interesting and could be really funny.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, they've got him played at different ages, so they're going to kind of go back and forth in uh, – in stories. So it won't be so much of a continuity driven thing as it will be a, here's another cool story.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I don't know if he's, I don't know how active a part in this he's going to play, but I mean, there's no denying the man is charming.
0: He's apparently supposed to appear in every episode. So.
1: Oh, see, that's good. That's good planning right there.
0: Yeah. And it's, Uh, uh, that could,
1: that could be a real, real surprise for you, sir. So
0: I hope so. I hope so. It, It you know, I mean, the timing is challenging. Um, you know, and that's just.
1: Well, that's described the last year.
0: Well, isn't it though? Yeah. <laughs> <last> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the problem is everybody's, uh, uh, watching binge, uh, binge shows on, uh, on Netflix instead of, uh, instead of network. And, uh, so True. that makes that a, a challenge right there. But, um, anyway, so there is that. I do, uh, have some faith in, uh, Nanachka Khan who, uh, uh, also did uh, don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three and uh, um, um, the um, uh, fresh off the boat. And, oh yes, and a, and a couple of others. So, so I have some faith there too. Um, also, and uh, and this is some good news. Uh, getting the coveted post graze slot uh, will be rebel, uh, but it doesn't start until April eighth.
1: Now you're gonna have to catch me up again. What's that show?
0: That's uh, Katie Sagel. Um, uh, um, um, Aaron Brockovich right is one of the uh, producers right, right, on right. it, and um, so yeah, Katie Sagel plays the uh, the tough, brassy, uh, not a lawyer, um, who gets shit done. Um, right. And uh, and it comes from uh, Krista Vernoff, who basically now uh, owns. Uh, thursday nights uh like just like shonda used to (laughs) and um and so they're moving um a million little things back to wednesdays and uh and and i you know i say that with like oh it's it's not until april but you know everything didn't start until like october november um so you know everything's still gonna be in in its main season um even then Excellent. We shall see. So
1: I apologize for forgetting that one, but I'm 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 with you again.
0: Oh, dude, uh, hey, seriously.
1: Um, <laughs> Some so, of these are hard to remember. <laughs> it's
0: been a, it's been a hot minute. Like we, we we made our predictions in uh, in in like September. So
1: I remember that was a lot of throwing darts. At I'm a,
0: just I'm just glad it looks like they're all going to come to air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm remembering the year that I caught shit for picking a mid-season replacement show. as like one of my first picks, and and now now they all turned into— I was just ahead of the curve.
0: When you say caught shit, you're the one who gave yourself shit for it.
1: Oh, you laughed out loud at me first, well, and then I, mean, I and then I understood why you were laughing. I agreed with the fact you were laughing, and was embarrassed by what I had done and the shame I had brought <laughs> upon my family. But uh, in the in the moment, it was a uh, what do you mean? It sounds like a great show. Oh, there's some fine print here. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And now they're now they're all. I mean, I was I'm I'm, I'm just a hipster. Is all I'm saying. You know, I, I was into uh, mid season replacement shows before they were cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So. <laughs> Anyway, so that's where we stand right now. It is, um, uh, you are at 70%. I am at 30%. And and we will see where that all shakes out over the next couple of months.
1: It took a global pandemic to give me a shot at winning (laughs) Fantasy Network (laughs) League. And I will take it.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Whatever it takes, man. I'm telling you, it wasn't easy biting that bat. But here we are.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: yes. so shall we, uh, discuss this evening? Yes, let's do that. We've, we've already mentioned the fact that, uh, snow was falling and it was a beautiful winter wonderland out there. And we thought this was the excellent opportunity to finally discuss something we've been sitting on for a little while now, because we thought it would be nice to do when there was actual snow on the ground. Uh, we wanted to talk about, um, movies, winter set movies that get it right. So this is, I think, I was proud of the way I explained it in our, in our text when we were talking about it, which was this is the anti-version of the Hollywood, you know, spray a truck of shaving cream around and throw a scarf on somebody in shorts and a T-shirt and call it winter. This is the one where you feel it when you're watching it. Yeah. And you, you, you recognize the moments uh, and, and you were like, oh, that, that's accurate. Or, oh, I, I feel that pain. That's the kind of thing we wanted to explore here. And uh, so we're going to uh, we're going to draft a few movies and argue with one another. One of the things we did say was that uh, we're taking Christmas movies off the table. Oh yeah. yeah, So it'll get fun to see if we end up arguing over whether or not something is or isn't a Christmas movie, which is uh, something we've argued in the past. But it'll be funny to, have to do it way. for another <laughs> <Yeah>. draft. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the plan for this evening. Um, and uh, I, sir, would you like to?
0: Uh, oh, you start off. You start us out.
1: Well, I, I figured you had a name for this thing where you were going to kick oh, some yes, off of my list. Oh, yes, of course. Lid. It is
0: the, yes. uh, the Ice Age Memorial um, uh, winter release list.
1: Yeah. Interesting, interesting.
0: Because that's like 12 movies right there
1: off the top. <laughs> it is. It's not the one that I thought you were going to go with, though. That's fascinating. Yeah, wow. uh, You'll have to tell mm-hmm. me later
0: which one that was.
1: Yes, yes, I will, but I will not say so now. Stop trying to trick me. You and your Jedi mind tricks stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that much room yet. And enough, enough. Stop it. Um, let's see. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with the one that actually inspired this, uh, which was... Uh, I was watching Grumpy Old Man a couple weeks ago. Nice! And uh, set and filmed in Minnesota, clearly set during winter. Uh, the. in higher movie is set during winter with the exception of the the final scene that takes place in the spring. Um, there's, it checks so many boxes. It's, I mean, the, the, the crux of this is the guys like to ice fish. Uh, There's a point at which, um, Walter Matthau is trying to stab Jack lemon with a frozen fish. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's, that speaks to how cold it is. He's going to stab him with a fish. Um, I think about, uh, the, the way they layer up every time they go in and out, and you watch them come in, ranting about the other one, trying to peel off all their layers, yes, still angry. Exactly. Um, the the scenes where they're outside trying to dig out their trucks, and Mathau just gets in his and drives away, but Jack Lemmon has to try to dig out his car every time because it's been snowbanked in, and he doesn't have a big four-wheel drive beast, and so he's trying to shovel out the snowplow snow. And anybody who has shoveled out snowplow snow knows that this is a... a, a, a it's, it's the devil's yes. mixture of, yes. of, of snow and concrete and cement that will break your shovel before it will let you actually sever it into a chunk small enough that you can lift safely to a distance. Um, the, the way they skid into the, the parking lot at Chuck's <laughs> and take out the trash cans yes. um, because, you know, while they're breaking. So <laughs> uh, there's, there's so much so much winter in this movie. It's, yeah. it's almost another character. Um, and uh, the, the, the pranking they do on one another with the, the water on each other's roof. The only issue I have is every time I watch it, I'm confused by the way they have hoses at the ready, but they, what are they draining these things in overnight so that the, these all should have frozen and burst pipes and, it's the only part I get hung up on
2: is, is when I see that
1: part happen because I know what I've gone through trying to get our hoses and taps drained and and breathing correctly so that we don't burst anything. And we did blow a pipe a couple years ago. So when he's standing up there at night spraying a hose on, on Walter Matthau's roof, I think, what? what uh, uh. So that's the only moment I have to let go. But that is my first pick. It is grumpy old men. Because it's a classic, and because it's such a winter event. Oh yeah. I, I know you've seen this film, sir.
0: Oh, many times, and uh, and it it was uh, I I wasn't sure where this would land in the, uh, in and because uh, I, I I agree with you completely on its winteriness, but I wasn't sure how it would be met, and now I know. Um, but uh, but so it was it was just on the edge of my list. And uh, it is a fantastic movie. I think anything, well, almost anything, with um, um, Matthau and um, and and Lemon together is oh. is, is brilliance. The only well, one. two of them that's, are fantastic. It,
1: it, I mean, that's a movie I still own on VHS. Yeah, it's
0: and it's on DVD fantastic.
1: and have it downloaded, and then I recorded it because it aired on one of the movie networks over the, over the free Christmas preview. There you <laughs> go. So I was like, "Don't you have this multiple times?" Yes, I do. But it's genius.
0: Just in case.
1: Right? It, yes. It's fantastic. I mean, and Aunt Margaret's running around in the uh, on the snowmobile through the the whole thing. It's uh, there. There's snow angels made at some point. Yeah. It is such a winter event. Everybody is clearly uh, you know the you you see the you see the uh, their breath in every scene it's you know it's legit you know they didn't just go into a sound stage and uh, decide to shoot a movie so that's why I had to lead with that one grumpy nice. old Ben
0: outstanding
1: thank you sir
0: my first uh, pick uh, came out a few years back um, not that many right uh, when did it come out
1: huh I don't know, It's hard to tell. It gets blurry. And that was before the last 12 months.
0: Exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it came out about six years ago. And, um, wherein a bunch of ne'er do wells take uh, refuge from a blizzard, um, in a stagecoach oh. lock, uh, uh lodge. Oh. And, um, and, um, well, everything goes to hell. And that is. Oh, my God. The Hateful
1: Eight. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. You just took one right off my list. God, yeah, that's awesome.
0: When when you when you mentioned this category, it was the first movie that popped into my head.
1: It um, was it was among them. That the only reason I mentioned it was because I was staring at grumpy old men when I raised the category. So that's fair. Good, excellent pick. Please yeah. tell me more, sir.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I just love this one. Um, you know, and it it, it is just this. Uh, you know, it's, it's the stuff Tarantino does best is throw a bunch of, uh, of, of characters in a room um, and, and get them to reveal themselves to each other and, uh, and gradually kill each other. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, uh, it is his tried and tested uh, formula, and it just works so well in here. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorites of his,
1: honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. It just, was one that I was late to discover. And was really impressed when I did.
0: It was the one that brought me back to the fold. Um, yeah,
1: that's that's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, It
0: was, it was, it was. Um, I mean, uh, Django to a certain point. Um, Django was kind of the one that was like, okay, I'm willing to watch one of his movies again, and yeah. uh, and um, because Kill Bill put me off. And, yep. uh, and, and so I went to see Django and it's like, huh, ah, I, I actually really enjoyed that. And so this was the first one where it was like, I'm looking forward to opening day. Can't wait <laughs> to see this and went to see, it and it, it did not let me down. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, uh, and I mean, the cast is ridiculous yeah. Uh, you know, Sam Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Lee, Walton Goggins, uh, yes. Damian Bashir, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern. Like it's, it's, it's just a murderer's row of, um, of, of fantastic actors. And, uh, um, and I
1: mean then you haven't even started about the surprises that start popping up. Well, it's,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's
1: great. If you haven't seen this hundred percent recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's, I mean, the opening sequences... It, what. This is the one where he shot like super wide, like mega, yeah, this was the. Or something.
0: Um, it, he he shot he shot seventy mil, and this is where yes. I, I, I drove a friend of mine nuts. Uh, where where uh, where he, where I was watch I was seeing it out here, and he's like, "Do they have a seventy mil projector?" And I said, "I don't know. I don't think so. I'm just going to sit closer." And he's like, <laughs> "It's not the same." <laughs> it's not the same. And, uh, and, 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 and it's like, ah, yeah, you know, I'll watch it on my phone and I'll just hold it up close to my face. And, and, uh, and you know, I, that it is the, the best thing to, uh, and I consider myself one at times, um, but is the best way to, uh, to drive a, a cinephile nuts is to, uh, yeah. is to like, yeah, I'll just sit closer.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It- uh, such a—it uh, was all about the vista, yeah, and yeah. that really encapsulated the whole. Oh, look at how much snow there is! Look how much world there is! It, oh, yeah. It's a—it's a locked room movie. It's a bottle episode for community fans. It's—it's a—it's a locked room experience, but Absolutely. it's only because of the storm. I mean, there—if—if if it weren't for the winter. People would escape the situation in which they find themselves. Yeah, but a, a, them yeah you're walk right. Walk like, up and bear down. The
0: winter is a character.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, winter is is the uh, perhaps the biggest threat. Yeah, in in the entire movie, which is riddled with threats. The uh, I really appreciated the um, literally barricading the doors against winter. Yeah, and <clears throat> what an oasis in the desert this this stop is that they find and yeah. it's uh, hot stews and soups and hot beverages and people crowded around the fire and everybody taking refuge from winter and you, you feel it on all sides and uh, on the rare scenes where people have to go outside to, you know, tie up horses in stables or, you know, they're, they're staking down the, the rope line to take you to the outhouse and back at the beginning of the movie. Like yeah. it's it's intense. Um, really dug it. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. – Oh, uh, it's a beauty. Taking that right off my list. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Uh. <clears throat> oh, boy. Well, let me see. Well, then, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to grab, I think, one of the other. This is the one that I thought you were going to name it after. I thought this was going to be the Fargo draft. So. No, I, going I wasn't going to put
0: that down as that because that is so. That was so on my list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to see how you make these selections, sir. Well played. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, no, uh, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I do take the obvious ones. Off my, uh, oh, I know you uh, do. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like it's like yeah. because I picked it first. It's like, well, that's gonna be an obvious one, uh, yeah. so so off it goes. But uh, yeah,
1: I, I mean, Fargo's a great one because oh, it's, yes, it's it set up in the, the north and in winter and, um, uh, the I enjoy the way they they added winter layers to characters to add to the perception or misperception of how much they are or aren't clownish. Like, yeah. they, you know, you put start putting people in coats and boots and we all start looking like we're nine years old again. And they used that in this movie, um, I think, to make you underestimate the... Uh, the sheriff's character, perhaps, and um, just generally laugh at William Macy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting thing to do to to put um, something as as graphically violent as that into a winter experience, and when it culminates in the scene that it culminates in, you get all of the the visual graphics of that cast against white snow as a result. Yes. I feel like that's the best way to cloud that <laughs> for a, what is it? A 15, 20 year old movie right now where yeah, people yeah. should have seen it for God's sake.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, and it, it is, it, 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 it becomes just a part of the whole thing. Like even, um, I, I think I mentioned, uh, a few weeks back, I'd been watching the, um, the TV series, um, mm-hmm. uh, And, uh, you know, I still haven't done that
1: yet, but nothing but good good.
0: things It is so good. And, uh, and, and they really lean into, into that as well. Like, you know, that just the, the, the winter of it really plays into how things happen in the show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's the same as in the movie because, you know, in that the winter of it is again, it is a character. It causes half the problems and, uh, (laughs) you know, and it's like half of the reason they have to deal with the stuff they have to deal with is because of that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that was why I was one that I, when I first wrote it down, I thought, well, this is, he's going to call it this because I try to think that I can predict what you're going to do, but we know that that's not the case (laughs) because
2: we've, We've There's watched you draft sir. for
1: several years now, so yeah, it's clear I can't predict you. You're a, a riddle <laughs> wrapped in an enigma smothered in secret sauce, so I, uh, I cannot. Uh, to you, sir, for your second.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. I guess I'll have to pick one now because it was going
1: to be Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, what did you get for taking Hateful Eight? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, mine, you know, really uh, takes us into the um, the coldest of cold places, mm. um, you know, and that is uh, Calgary.
1: <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do it. Say um,
0: it. And uh, and of course, I'm gonna go with the uh, the uh, with 1993's um, uh, uh, comedy Cool Runnings.
2: Oh my God, yes. Because.
0: <laughs> You can't have a movie about uh, about winter if you're not going to have John Candy in there at some point, um, oh. and uh, and it was in fact <laughs> the last movie of his to be released during his lifetime. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, I so know
1: it took because po- it that was was it Wagon's East or something.
0: That was the movie he died whilst making.
1: He died whilst making, yes. and so it was released. It was released posthumously. Yes. I didn't realize Cool Runnings was his last movie. Well, it, was the last,
0: it was the last one released during his life so are
1: there others that were released uh, that... In,
0: in entirely uh, possible and plausible and of course I'm gonna find out
1: um, I would just love for cool runnings to be his last one I know one of his last ones was the, was the one with uh, what did he do with Ali Sheedy, where he plays the cop and it's about he and his mother
0: oh um, only the lonely
1: yes. That was near the end, too. That was a great taste of.
0: Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Who he could have been. Um, he had two two after that, in fact. It was uh, Wagons East. And the other one that was released uh, posthumously was filmed in 93. And that was Canadian Bacon. <laughs> Speaking That's of a wintry uh, role for. Because uh, <laughs> um, it's wintry as all heck. Um, Is it? Well, his part in it is. Um,
1: is it? I thought they like crossed Lake Ontario in the spring, and I don't, know. I don't remember snow. I remember the, a fight in the hockey rink, but I
0: seem to remember him.
1: I don't know. If, we'll have to look into yeah,
0: that.
1: Yeah, anyway. Back uh, on track, cool any, bravo, sir.
0: Anywho, um,
1: yes. So, one off my uh, list.
0: Based, of course, on the uh, the story that kept us all uh, going during the nineteen eighty eight Winter Olympics in Calgary, uh, mm-hmm. was the Jamaican bobsled team. And, Hell yeah! And so this uh, starred Malik Yoba, uh, Dougie Doug, Raul D. Lewis, and Leon <laughs> Robinson um, as the uh, the. Um, jamaican bobsled team and it was all about their story and it's hilarious uh it is much of it is about just the fact that they are so out of their element uh in and the, so uh, cold and so very very cold
1: <laughs> and the, um yeah yeah i sorry i don't want no, 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 to this ahead. was on my list so i i, I want to make sure you get your chance to discuss before i leap in all excited no
0: no go ahead go ahead please
1: The scene where they come out of the airport and the camera's panning with them and Candy's in the lead and he flips up his collar and he walks out the door and you pause and you realize he's the only one there and you pan back and the four guys are still in that that little heated (laughs) vestibule vestibule and they just can't bring themselves to go outside. That has got to be one of the most Canadian winter moments I've ever seen in cinema history because we have all hit that point where we get to the threshold and we're like nope
0: <laughs> yeah and and, the, and you know and there is always that part that the vestibule is warmer than it was inside oh yeah and uh and it's it is,
1: it's super heated
0: yeah and it is just like i, I can't I, I just can't do it and um yeah so uh so there we have it
1: yep the yeah, the uh, that that I mean, we are all the Jamaican bobsled team every November. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. When Canada, when, when winter returns again, and you go, oh crap! <laughs> like I remember this, I know because by by like March, we're all fine with it again. We've remembered our roots, and we're out there in shorts in the first you know two weeks of March because you know it's back to four degrees. So we like it's great. It's spring. Let's go. Yeah. But in November, when it comes at us, oh we all curl up a little bit. The one thing, this movie, the one thing I always remember with this film, uh, John Candy's line, the uh, gold medal is a wonderful thing, but if you're not not enough with that one, you'll never be enough with one.
0: Yes. And yes. for them to,
1: to tuck that into the middle of, of what seems like a silly comedy, about a bunch of guys trying to figure out uh, how to bobsled on a, a, bobsled they made out of go-kart parts. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, oh, God, that was and, a and that's great just it. Movie. Like,
0: like that is just it it is that that whole
1: um it's stupid and it's ridiculous well, it but it's is, got it heart is, and it it's is, got value
0: because I mean so this came out five years after that story was a thing hmm. right like it came yeah. out five years after um after that story was a thing and um and and it you know it did great um you know it 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 did well it is it has it it stands the test of time it is um you know it is a great winter movie it is a great olympic movie um but it it, it's like it was five years after you know after this you know it's it's like during the olympics where they're always like oh we need a story and uh and that year they were it and um and and it still, it, you know, it still landed for us all, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was the perfect, uh, you know, it, you know, like you get these stories in in the Summer Olympics about that guy who uh, who you know practices swimming in his bathtub, and yeah. uh, this is his first time in an Olympic sized pool, and uh, and you get all of those, but this was just like the classic version of it, especially for Canadians, and um, yes, and so. Um, you know i think it ends up playing here even better uh, and, yes. and 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 but but the but the other part of it is that y- you're right like that line sums the entire movie up because mm-hmm. it is it is about their character not their metal and mm-hmm. um ah, God, it just, it, 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 it always gets me, you know, that, yeah. that, that, it, cause that, that line is exactly what the whole damn thing is about.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, how many years, when was the movie? 90? 93. Five? 93. 93. Yeah. 93. So it's 28 years old at this point.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, like it's coming up on being a 30 year old movie yeah. and, um, it's, It's on my list of movies to do one of these years when I've got all the niece and nephews in one place. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm relatively sure that it's old enough that they haven't seen it. Yeah. But it's still going to land. It's still going to work. And to be able to tie it to – no, this was a real thing that happened and these guys actually went to the Olympics and did this. Yeah, yeah. And then tie it to a look here's here's actual information about this i think will be fantastic for them but it's you know it holds up it's it's got heart it's entertaining um i it's a great story i and it isn't it isn't just the cherry on top of the sunday underdog story that you know everything else that you get out of hollywood is
0: yeah
1: you know they, they succeed in as much as they needed to succeed for themselves, <laughs> but not necessarily the most classic of movie ways.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, and like, so. it wasn't originally supposed to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to be a serious sports drama, um, and... Uh, and and they they it just you know it, it was like yeah it just doesn't move right <laughs> you know it, it, it's
1: uh, it's so much better as a coming into throw really to throw John Candy into the middle of it oh, Yes, yeah, it's fantastic that's... I yeah I we should stop recording and watch this now
2: <laughs> there you have it
1: there you have it I wonder if it's on Disney it must um, be if, if yes not, it, is. it is on, it is oh. it is no it is oh um, this, I'm putting I'm it on my pretty list sure right there right now
0: there yeah. Um
1: write writing it down, Dear Scott, tomorrow morning you should watch.
0: <laughs> but you know, um, here's, here's a couple of interesting things. Um, executives at Disney wanted Kurt Russell to play the coach. Hmm. Um, but Candy personally insisted on portraying the coach and agreed to take a pay cut to do the movie.
1: <laughs> um that's because he's good people god damn it
0: exactly and uh and here's something else interesting uh one other person who was considered for the role was scott glenn um ba- you know uh um uh clarice's boss in silence of the
1: lambs thank you i as was w- blanking <laughs> as
0: well as he played alan shepard in the right stuff um but uh and was oh he was stick in daredevil Oh, all right. And, and the defenders? <laughs> no, the the Netflix one. Yeah. So he okay. played stick. Um, sure. Yeah. And uh, but 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 this is the better part is that considered to play members of the uh, bobsledding team were oh okay were, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Hmm. Jeffrey Wright and wow. Eric LaSalle. That's right. <laughs> Doctor Benton.
1: Wow oh and it you know it's just i i i mean at this point you can't picture anybody else
0: well no no and it's uh but it's like yeah that that would have been a crew huh um
1: (laughs) that would have been a different lineup wow there Hmm. we go all right that's interesting again that was on my list and you are now making me incredibly nervous about all of my remaining picks because (laughs) I don't remember the last time that we have each stolen from each other's list to this degree. I went into this with a weak bench thinking, well, it never, I never get to my bench. And then I just get mad about picks six through 10. that I never get to talk about. Now I'm worried that I only have one through seven. Well, Uh,
0: I have, I have a total of eight.
1: Oh, so this could get, ugly. this could be a short podcast, everybody. It could be a quick episode where we're in and done in less than two hours, which is a short one for us. Um, I am going with a 1996 classic that has been in my Oh, Have You Seen pile for since 96. Um, and that is Beautiful Girls. Nice. With uh, Matt Dillon and Timothy Hutton and a bajillion other people, including uh, Lauren Holly and Rosie O'Donnell and Martha Pimpton and Natalie Portman in a really young role that gets a little... Question rolling the story content. Miriam Sorino <laughs> and Uma Thurman and Michael Rappaport. Like it's just the the collection of folks in this yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of Big Sky, John Carroll Lynch, who plays uh, That's right. uh, the guy who owns the bar. Um, the uh, um, it's about a guy who goes back to his high school reunion in his hometown, and he is um, clearly at a point in his life where he needs to figure his life out <laughs> and um, uh, he goes back to sometime town. He, he, he's a piano player in New York and he buys his bus ticket home in singles because it's all tips and uh, buses back in and from the opening scene he's, he's back in a small town in winter he's picked up by his buddy who's uh, the, the married guy with two kids who picks him up in the station wagon in the middle of the snow And, um, there's a lot of walking around, uh, at night in the, uh, the cold. Everybody's breath showing. Everybody's got, you know, three layers of clothes on. Uh, this is another movie with ice fishing, which is interesting for me. Um, it's a, it's a great movie, but it feels very wintry. The, a lot of the guys make their money by a snowplow business through the, the winter months, um, and it's uh, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Among oh, yeah. other things, it gets bonus points for one of the best cinematic uses of uh, of Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond.
0: Yes. It's the only it's the only thing in which it's tolerable. Is
1: it the only acceptable one? It, it is the is only it
0: is the only thing in which it is tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's uh, it's a great movie. Um, there's a lot of Uh, great scenes, speeches in it. Rosie O'Donnell in the middle of it has a, a walking monologue um, that is a rant that she does to her two male friends about everything that's that's wrong with the way they look at the world and the way they look at women. And it's, it's genius. And I don't, I don't know if people have done this monologue in auditions, but somewhere somebody should do this because it's a classic it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie and um, because of the combination of the rant and the way she's want like, it starts outside they cross the street they go in she's uh, while ranting she pauses to address and greet different people who you know the pharmacist and and then coming out she it as she wanders off uh, she she has some kind of line to the the person who's who's driving by that uh, she had to let Drive by because she's still walking, but she stopped. Oh, okay, Bob, I have to let you go. All right, that's fine. (laughs) Totally, it's just how I picture my sister wandering around the streets of Lindsay, Ontario. (laughs) Yeah. With full knowledge of everybody that she meets, knows them all, knows their names, knows their history, can greet all of them with specific events in their life, and then get angry at one of them who, you know, didn't let her cross in front of them and is now going to hold that against them. 100% my sister. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. It's a wonderful movie. And I'm assuming that you've seen it.
0: Oh, yeah, because, several times. Uh, yes. And uh, and what's interesting is the um, the guy who wrote it, uh, Scott Rosenberg, he's written a ton of movies. Like, he wrote Con Air, he wrote um, the two most recent Jumanji
1: movies. Um, really?
0: Uh, High Fidelity. And no idea. Oh, well,
1: that yeah. explains why I love this so yeah. much. Um, you know when you find the threads between things that you enjoy and you don't know why you enjoy them? And then somebody... Mm-hmm. And sits you down it, and breaks yeah. out the hand puppets and explains it to you. Yeah, basically. Thank you for doing now, that.
0: Um, and and what's interesting is um, it um, uh, basically he later um, wrote a uh, a TV series called October Road uh, around 2007, huh. um, and it was about this guy. And it basically like there were there were elements of it that. Um, kind of paralleled um you know, Timothy Hutton coming back to uh, to his hometown. And it was this guy who uh, after a decade returns back to his uh, his hometown. and um and uh, so it was basically based, I mean, you know, beautiful girls was based on, his life and his friends. And so this, this show was also based on his life and friends. But it was like the guy who, you know, came back after uh, after having big success. And it was like, oh, aren't you a big shot? And um, it was a good show. It um, had, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Laura Prepon from uh, that 70s show. It was her first post-70s uh, show role. And, wow. um And it uh, was a good show. Uh, anyway, so uh, so whenever I think of that storyline, it's like, oh, that reminds me of that show, and of course it does because again, there's the connective tissue. Um, hm. Nice, yeah. That's no, it's that's a it's that, that, a, a great movie, and that was one of the things where you just you know the uh, and yes, there were uh, elements of the uh, Natalie Portman role that were uh, uh, problematic. Um, but yeah problematic. Yeah. Um, when i
1: saw it i was young enough that i got it yeah as i'm older i'm like nope
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and 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 so one of the things with uh with that though was her performance was so good that it was just like you know between between that and uh and the professional it was just like yep man
1: she's great well she's clearly going to be someone that we're going to see again right. and again and again
0: exactly yeah. so it is not surprising that we did um mm-hmm. yeah no it's a oh that's a great one i love that i love that movie.
1: yeah no she was very um claire dane's my so-called life-ish in this. totally
0: totally and it was very articulate yeah it was just a couple of years after that wasn't it yeah
1: was it after okay i wasn't sure well where it was 90, that
0: it was 96 right <clears throat> okay and uh and uh, my so-called life was 93 93,
1: there you go. oh, <coughs> Nice Pardon me. I wasn't going to argue with you. That's for darn sure. <laughs> um,
0: no, that is, a, that is a great one. All right. So
1: that that's my third, sir. Okay. Uh, go take another one off my list. All go right. ahead. Well, Why don't you? Here it comes.
0: My next one technically is only part of the movie, but it is a pivotal part of the movie. Um, and... Um, it's also the beginning of the movie, um, but um, it, you know when you talk again about uh, winter being um, being a, a character in the cold. I mean, what is colder than fucking Hoth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome i mean i wondered i wondered gotta, if we were going to leave the earth you've, I wondered got if it was lights, happen. you've
0: got a lightsaber out and you know hollow out a tauntaun and and get yourself in there uh it is that cold and those <laughs> things they they don't smell any better on the inside um <laughs> the whole hoth sequence is. Just so indelible. I mean, it is uh, it is winter at its at its at its worst, you know, and it is um, um, you know um, near fatal to uh, to the characters that go out there. I mean, basically, it was their uh, you know ultimately their way of explaining uh, Mark Hamill's car accident, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hey this dude looks different we should explain that i know let's wrap him in a parka and then stab him in the first scene
0: <laughs> oh god of course we had the, we all had the uh you know the um um uh han solo in his hoth suit um but hey even like chewy's covered in fur and he wasn't going out there nope. um and uh you know as they close that door and um yeah, I, you know, I felt cold in the theater watching that, um, <laughs> a, you know, that, that whole, that whole thing. So I got to include Empire Strikes Back. And uh, so, yes, we do leave, uh, we do leave Earth uh, to join the rebellion on the icy, frozen planet of Hoth. Uh,
1: which is interesting. Sarah had suggested this um, when I was talking today about the different the the topic and the choices yeah, that yeah, I had, yeah. and I, I said, you know, I was trying to figure out whether or not I wanted to leave the planet or not, because it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely cold. But is it is it here winter? Is it not? I but one of the things that I think of with that is the uh, one of the shots that they did of of Luke in the snow was yeah. they were snowed in in their hotel. And they set up the camera at the at one of the exits out of the hotel, and they just sent Hamill out into the parking lot to walk around, and yeah. that's how they got some of their footage. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it's uh, that, that's great. Yeah, that's a and, that's a fun and, one.
0: And 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 yes, cold, yes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, there, no denying that. Yeah, there is no doubt about it. But but it is, um, you know, even in the, uh, um. Yeah, uh, I mean, perhaps worth, worse than our winters, but I don't know. Uh, but
1: uh, but um, uh, whatever I, I, it is. There are places on this earth where if it's wintertime and the sun goes down and you're not somewhere safe, you will die. So yeah. I would
0: yeah, yeah. it. Uh, uh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yes, um, uh, and and they had the Norwegian Army and mountain rescue skiers playing Rebels. So that's a beautiful thing. It was in uh, um, uh, basically uh, just a little outside of uh, Bergen and Oslo. I have I have an uncle who lives in Norway, and uh, and he's told me the winter is bloody cold.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's I mean that's a classic one, and that was, I mean in the, in the movie context, it was all about creating finding another planet so they could release another line of action figures that, oh, well, fit you that know, world what,
0: what, hey what makes them have to wear different clothes let's put them in snow
1: <laughs> no no it's a planet with one ecosystem oh, that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what show it was that made fun of that but that uh... makes me laugh every time
0: well, I often um, think of the uh, the clerks cartoon whenever it's like, man, it's cold in here. It's like hoth cold. And uh, <laughs> uh, quick, uh, rub your hands together and stamp your feet and make more Star Wars references. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's. I mean, everybody wanted snow speeders and. Um, and, and, and the Arctic variants of, of all the action figures. It was Yeah, totally Han made Solo sense. in his yeah. blue parka, yeah. Yeah, everybody wanted that. Um, yeah, I will, uh, for my fourth, uh, going in a different direction. All right. And uh, I was just trying to figure out where it was shot, because I'm blanking on that. But uh, I'm going back to 2008, to Zach and Mary Make a Porno nice because that opening scene of getting up in the morning getting your shit together and trying to get to your shitty job is so bang on and going out to the car and you can see where they partially scraped through the windshield for the parts that they need to see everything's fogging up wrong on the inside there's uh there's a scene that was cut where uh coffee was thrown on one of the windows to try to melt the ice.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, and then the whole scene where he takes the, the hand warmer packet that she's used in her mitts and he puts it in his underwear and it sticks to his taint. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> like it. It's, it's also, and the, it's the squeal of the fan belt. And I know that that's not limited to just winter for cars of a certain age. Cause I used to have one, but there is something about winter where you hear like, You hear the vehicle scream.
2: Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) In the
1: same way that your soul is crying out if you try to get from A to B at 8 AM on a sub-zero morning. It's it's fantastic. The the bleakness of the environment in which they're trying to survive really mirrors their life existence in a way that explains why they're driven to the desperation that they're driven to. Let alone the part where you know the power starts getting cut and they start losing utilities in the middle of winter.
0: Yeah. Now it it was but, it was shot in, in Pittsburgh,
1: right? But was it set in Pittsburgh?
0: Uh, yes, it was. It was um, okay. It's a- actually set in Monroeville, which is a suburb of Pittsburgh. It was originally oh, okay. supposed to be set in Minnesota, um, which basically was because uh, that's where Mallrats uh, was was shot, and. Um, so it was, See,
1: I always assume that he's trying to do Jersey, so I, I wasn't...
0: Generally speaking, yes, but um, but yeah. It, it, originally, he wrote it to be set in Minnesota because he actually wanted to shoot there because...
1: Um, because that was the setting for Mallrats. Yeah, Or where they jo- shot Mallrats, not the setting it, yeah. for Mallrats.
0: That's right, that's right. Yeah. and um, But but basically, the budget uh, said, uh, you've got to shoot in Pittsburgh, and... Um, <laughs> Well, because there's just, you know, Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh was doing a lot to get to attract film there. Um, right. You know, hence, uh, you know, all the Batman movies and all that stuff. <laughs> um, okay. And so, um, so he actually rewrote it so that it took place in the suburb of Pittsburgh, which is Monroeville.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, great movie. Um, I think it was... I think it was an interesting choice that they went with winter as yes. their setting because they could just have easily had made it summer.
0: Well, and I and I but. think part of that gets into the they're stuck inside. What else are they going to do, kind of thing? Yeah. You know. So I think that's part of it, but but also I think the fact that it was originally supposed to be set in Minnesota, eh, maybe that was uh, maybe that's where that kind of part of it already already started, and um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I. I I dug it. I liked it. And yeah, me too. there's a, there's a bonus scene early on where, um, in addition to the high school reunion and everything, they eventually retreat back to the pub. And there's something about, especially now, uh, um, sitting in a bar during winter, yes. where, you know, it's all outside. You've left it, but you come in and it's warm. You're yeah. happy and you're content, and you're here at a bar, and here's a lovely adult beverage, and everybody is warm and toasty, and everybody has four layers of coats and sweaters hanging off of every stool and hook in the place, but it doesn't matter because you're here and you're safe. <laughs> I, that was a was an interesting way to construct that early oasis of warmth. In the, yeah, uh, the totally. middle of this I mean not to the same degree that we we got with uh, the hateful eight <laughs> but but uh, in a way <laughs> same kind of thinking so
0: yeah totally
1: yeah so <laughs> uh, less, that, less, that is my fourth is is Zach and Mary it's let, another movie that less, I need to watch again
0: less killing more Dutch rudders um, <laughs> yeah I, I sounds I,
1: like a platform for office but okay. I
0: don't think I have seen it um, better than 10 years
1: it was one of a handful of um dvds i had at the cottage that were you know, we've got that setup out in the barn that i mentioned yeah and my, my brother showed up from bc and made fun of us because we've got you know like a hundred vhs tapes around there and there's no functioning vcr in the barn <laughs> there's a dvd player <laughs> yeah, yeah. but there's only a handful of dvds and among the dvds You know, you've got the movies where you sit down and watch them, and then you've got the others where you just put them on because they're entertaining noise in the background, and there's a small group of those. One of those was Zack and It's just one that I like to throw in because it made me laugh, and (laughs) I had to start rethinking what I just randomly left on the DVD player when I looked up one day and saw my nephew standing at the screen door. (laughs) Right around the part where we found out why she called Bubbles.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Uncle of the Year has had to rethink some of his content. <laughs> but uh, that that's uh, kept it more recently in the uh, the, the playlist <laughs> than uh, perhaps it has been for some other people. But highly recommend a rewatch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I you know,
1: I... Brandon Roth and Justin Long. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, especially, uh, you know, as we keep muddling through... Um, uh, the rookie.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it is it is fun to watch those guys clearly having a good time in a movie.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean that that's that yeah. I mean that's yeah. just a, a huge <laughs> part of it is uh, yeah. Alright, let's see okay, my sir. next one. I gotta yeah.
1: Fourth, Are you gonna hurt me here? Is I'm this a, what's gonna I'm happen? I'm
0: gonna twist some shit up here. Um see that no, that that doesn't make the cut it does not make the cut all right so i uh, i have to change things up here and uh ah here we go um yeah so i had a i had a few in this spot but i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up because uh, i had to make room after the um after the blasted uh uh fargo got uh, got taken out <laughs>
1: um and, I'm glad uh, I could hurt you back. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. You've carved him off my list all night.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so um, from 2011, uh, Joe Carnahan, who did a bunch of movies I, I really liked. Um, um, and this one um, starred a guy that had a, you know, he always has a particular set of skills, and that's uh, Liam Neeson in, uh, in The Gray. And uh, this is uh-huh. where uh, a bunch of oil men get stranded in Alaska after there's a plane crash. And they are at war against a pack of wolves uh, that is mm-hmm. stalking them amidst mercilessly cold weather. And the, the weather is the, God, it is the thing. It is like literally, there are bits where, where you almost feel like their breath is solid right behind them um mm. a- as they uh, as they fight against these um this this pack of wolves and you know just the elements <laughs> um, absolutely yeah so you've got uh, Liam Neeson uh, Frank Grillo Dermot Mulroney uh, Dallas Roberts uh, Joe Anderson and uh, James Badge Dale I think that's most of them um anyway um yeah, it is. It is another one of those movies where you're like, "I'm gonna need a sweater to watch this."
1: <laughs> yeah, the ones where you can feel it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, and this is it. Like you know, and it all kind of stems from uh, from Neeson. Um, uh, basically, uh, you know, he he takes out um, a wolf at, at the beginning, and uh, and it's almost like they're getting revenge on him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one i remember about that one was the the, the broken mini vodka bottles yes uh, taped into the hand like little wolverine claws yes yes <laughs> and uh yeah the just the the way it seemed like it was now this battle between these survivors and this pack of wolves and they were just getting picked off it was Deeply weird.
0: Yeah, it, again, like I say, it is almost as though there is a um, it, it is a, a, a revenge thing uh, from. Oh yeah,
1: it, it's like you know Jaws the revenge where you know the the shark beats the grieving family to the islands.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean that is a that's a, a you know a Carnahan trope. I mean, um, um, God, what was the one? Of course, they had done the a, the A team movie, uh, he and Neeson, uh, but like he also did movies like. Um, uh, smoking aces was the one uh oh yes and um and so it was always you know you always you always know you're gonna get some over-the-top action from him and uh and that scene is exact like that scene is so so Carnahan it hurts
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely uh it uh that's that a good one um that's that's one I do to rewatch I just did, um, I can't remember the name of it, um, Alec Baldwin and uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Um, oh, God. Um, uh, plane crash, and he thinks that the other guy is trying to steal his wife. And The Edge? Um, yeah, The Edge. That sounds right. I like The Edge. I'm going to say The Edge, final answer. Well, so. you Google and I yeah, stall. <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: It is 1997. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just rewatch yeah. that and. Um, oh,
0: that's right. That, that's that's it, a David Mamet. Yeah.
1: That's the one that confuses me with this one. Not confuses me, but they both felt about the same time and. Um, you know, okay. again, you are throwing a throw a, a UK lead <laughs> into a. New survival film.
0: Yeah, now, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're the same movie.
0: No, but, no, uh, I mean, I, and and yeah, yeah, no, I um, I I I I love Carnahan, but but he's no mammoth. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, that was a good one. Bravo, sir. Uh, I I mentioned the one I just mentioned freely because it's our last pick, and I'm not picking it, so I leave it be. But when it comes to winter movies, all I can bring myself to think is that it's cold out there. Well, it's cold out there every day. And that's Groundhog Day, 1993. Nice. And, um, again, it's, it's a... We, we get the, the tie-in where the weather's uh, certainly a factor in the story. I mean, it's a meteorologist who gets... Trapped by a snowstorm, he didn't see coming,
2: yeah,
1: or didn't believe was coming. And that initial scene where it, when he gets stuck in this town and he can't leave, he can't leave because he can't get out because of the snow, and it's shut down all the major roads and it's killed all the power lines. And it it's is, like the, it is the winter, the, the the win, winter itself is shutting him down, yeah. Um, and then you get into uh, just the town of, um, and Annie McDowell, when she describes, again, we've come back to Annie McDowell, when Annie McDowell describes, um, the town that everybody goes out and they, um, they celebrate all night. When they get cold, they come back over to the the fires at the barrels and they sing songs and they warm back up and then they go back out again and continue to party. And, um, the idea of a, a winter festival and everybody kind of thumbing their nose at the weather, It's always fun in whatever form it takes, whether there's polka music involved or not. Um, And as he moves through the film and um, continues to do things like, well, uh, I think of the sequence where he's trying to save the homeless man. Yeah. And uh, and can't. And it's a combination of obviously weather, but also health. um, That it's... it's 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 interesting because it's a it's a winter set film but it isn't tied to it specifically it plays a role but not to the degree that it is in other movies um this one still involves uh he built a snowman he gets a snowball fight with the kids trying to impress her and um the idea of when it hits winter and you can store ice cream on your window ledge uh, while still keeping it cold um when we did one of our, we did a Christmas at the cottage years ago Yeah. and we, we made our ice cubes on the front step of the cottage <laughs> because they're going to, they're going to set. <laughs> so we'd set them up there and then bring them in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one I think of. And at that morning sequence where it, the DJs do the whole thing about how cold it is. And he throws back the windows and he looks out and everything is covered in snow and there's, all the people walking down the street and he sees it again and again and again. Um, that's why I think of groundhog day as a, as another good winter movie where it felt like winter.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's a great, mm. um, all right. My, uh, the, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it, it was on my list and, uh, uh as as well so i am left scrambling for this last one <laughs>
1: um
0: and uh, and i'm not gonna pick white out because i think it's a terrible movie um
1: is that the one with the serial killer in antarctica
0: yeah yeah it's, okay it's, it's it's a terrible movie though so it, it, it <laughs> fair enough. It, it can't be on my list um so instead hey you know again i i'm gonna go back to the um winter olympic uh uh, well, and, oh. uh,
1: cause same winter Olympics, I bet.
0: Um, no, no, um, oh, okay. several years before, in fact, um, although the movie was 11 years later, it's very confusing. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> math is hard. Keep going. I believe in you.
0: And, uh, and, and, you know, Hey, they wanted, um, Kurt Russell to play the coach in, uh, in cool runnings. That's okay. He played the coach here. Where where he played uh, uh, Herb Brooks, who was the head uh, hockey coach at at the University of of Minnesota, who then got the job to coach the national team, and it is all about the miracle on ice in the 1980 uh, Winter Olympics, and um, and it is the team, you know, having their uh, their their losses in um, in in Norway and. um, and again, cause there's nothing colder than Norway, uh, because that's, cause that's what was, what was Hoth. And, uh, <laughs> and, and again, it is, it really kind of leans into the, uh, man, playing hockey is hard because it's cold and then you get outside and it's still cold. And, um, and it is all about that, uh, that, uh, story of the, um, uh, uh, now, they, you know, they, they, they I mean, they, they, play a lot up about, about the um, the, uh, the Soviet game. Of course, they won the gold against Finland. <laughs> um, but you yeah, know, that's it's not the important one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. the the real The real one we're talking about is that semifinal game. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing how uh, how the the memories of history uh, adjust. And um, yeah, so I, 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 I gotta pick that one because it is uh, it is again it is one of those inspiring sp- sports movies um, of the kind that I can understand, and um, and yeah, everything about the damn thing is cold, everything, <laughs> everything, and um, yeah, and you get to see uh, Kurt Russell deliver the inspiring coach speeches.
1: Yeah, I I don't know that I've actually seen that movie. Oh, it's, it's interesting,
0: um, and and it's interesting because like some of the guys like uh, uh, Eddie Cahill was one of the um, was was the go- he was the goaltender, um, <laughs> and uh, and it's one of those things where there's a bunch of people who uh, I'm trying to pick them out now, and I'm struggling but uh where where it's you know the the idea of uh of picking out a few uh a few names that where it's like oh that guy and there's a few that guys in it um yeah and, you know it's a it's a, an early-ish role for Noah Emmerich um
1: yeah anyway that's the that's the I think the most fun in watching a a, a movie that's more than 10 years old is inevitably somebody there has two lines and they're now somebody that you recognize on site. But at the time they just were character actor and you went, yep, that guy played the bellhop. Yeah, exactly. You know, now you're like, Holy crap, it's Tom Cruise. You know, it's, it's weird.
0: Yeah. And I say that it it looks like it was like 10th on, uh, on Emmerich's, um, list, but, um, you know, with the, you know, he had a small role in the Truman Show. Hey, he was in Beautiful Girls.
1: <laughs> See, there you go. Who did he play? Um,
0: Mo, Michael Mo Morris. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Mo. See, it, it all ties together. That's awesome. <laughs> so there we go. So that's uh, that's my last pick. Is the the Miracle on Ice. Doesn't nice. get win- more wintry than miracles on ice. Nice.
1: <laughs> yep. No, that's well done. Um, did you, how was your bench looking?
0: It's, or did we exhaust it? My, my bench is your list. <laughs> 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 I had I had whiteout, but it, but as I say, um, you know, it is. It was a great book that uh, that Rocker wrote. It was not a great movie. Uh-huh. I I think it's one he was pretty embarrassed by as well Um, so yeah
1: I had one more that was a bit of an an odd duck Uh, it's called Snow Day from 2000 oh yeah Um, you know they bragged Chevy Chase and Gene Smart and uh, uh, Chris Elliott Um, but it was really about uh, well one of them was uh, Shyler Fisk who's uh, uh, what's her name's kid uh, uh, Sissy Spacek's daughter. Oh yes, uh, yes. And uh, Emmanuel Shrieky is in the film. She's oh, there you a go. Family friend of my sister, uh, and or childhood friend of my sister. And uh, um, it was, um, I think it's, it might have been Nickelodeon. Like it's, it's not uh, certainly nothing epic, but it was about uh, a snow day. Um, in a town, and the different adventures that different kids have through that day. So uh, Chris Elliott plays the the snowplow driver, and the kids all all uh, mount uh, an attack against the snowplow driver, because if they can stop him, then they can get a second snow day. <laughs> nice. It's just if he clears the snow, then snow day's over. Um, it's one of those, you know, 24 hours and... 24-hour window where characters change their lives and realize a bunch of shit kind of thing. Um, But it was nice and charming and delightful for us because it involved a a friend of the family that uh, we were happy to go out and see. And so in a theater full of, of kids, I remember this vividly, my parents, my sister and I. Um, went out to dinner first and then we went to see this movie. And so it's like a theater full of bored parents and eight year olds. And then the four of us and my sister laughing her ass off through the whole thing because every time her friend from childhood was in a different scene, she was giggling because there's a scene where the two characters are skating and she's, my sister's howling because you can basically tell that she's being pushed on skates by a production assistant. Yeah. Because my sister knows she can't skate Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can see her just trying to hit her lines while not falling over <laughs> and it was a source of great amusement to her. And, you know, it was stuff like that. So it's a, it's a weird, it's an oddity of a film, but one that as a result, when it, you know, pops up on a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock on YTV, I'm likely to let it play out nice. as a result. So that's one I was, that's one I'm naming.
0: There you go. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank That's you very much.
0: Standing.
1: Other than that, uh, you know, I had mystery Alaska as another backup. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That one with the, uh, the, the little small town hockey team that ends up getting to play in the, uh, I about
0: that one. yes.
1: Uh, an NHL. That was a, game. that was
0: a David E. Kelly one.
1: Was it? That makes sense.
0: Pretty sure. Um, yeah. Pretty fun.
1: cast in that one. I think Russell Crowe plays the lead. Uh, but you get, you know, the northern exposure kind of yeah. a version of a, a, a hockey team and a hockey town. And I remember the scene where they they get little Richard to sing the longest version of the national anthem possible <laughs> because they know that the is it the Rangers who are playing oh, the God. New York team that's come up isn't used to playing outdoors and can't handle Alaska temperatures. So if we can get Little Richard to sing the longest version of the national anthem possible, yeah, the Rangers, then yeah. they'll be, they'll have uh, an, an increased amount of exposure to the elements while standing still before they start to play. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, hilarious. That was the scene that I really remember was if we can, if we can get these city boys uh, to freeze their butts off before the game starts, maybe we've got a chance. Exactly. So yes, uh, it's a movie. I'd love to go back to see who all the characters are because it's a young team and you got to know that a lot of those guys are now moved on to other roles.
0: And yeah, so written by David E. Kelly, um, and, and produced as well and directed by Jay Roach. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've got guys like, uh, Adam Beach. Um, let's see. Hey, little Richard's in it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, Terry David Mulligan. Uh, Scott Grimes. Um, Right. uh, Ron Eldard. Uh, Him, I remember. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durand. I I don't know if I'm supposed to know who he is, but... uh, um, Oh, he was... I know the name. He was in um, Dark Angel and uh, X-Men Origins other stuff um just trying to think of uh but yeah so they got adam beach um
1: scott grimes grimy yeah a little grimy remember him myers (laughs) has a really small role phil esposito actually appears (laughs) it's uh I I remember the, the the big big turning point for the movie was that um, Hank Azari is the guy who comes back to town and sets this whole thing up, and everybody thinks it's this great accomplishment. But the um, I think it's Russell Crowe and Burt Reynolds who are the ones who know that you know, this is the one thing that this town has, and so he's he's brought in professionals to potentially take this away from them, and that. You know, it'll be nothing if the Rangers win this game. But mm, mm-hmm. if this town loses this game, what it will represent to their spirit and to the town's self-image, and it was—it was an interesting movie. With it, reminded me a lot of Cool Runnings in that it had a yeah. lot more heart than I thought it was going to have, and it was presented in ads as a real comedy, not quite as wacky as Cool Runnings was, but uh, um, you know, it was a—I would call it a dramedy. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyway, so that was another one that I awesome. had there, a, yeah. chilling on my bench, as it were.
0: Very nice. Oh, hey. Um, hey, yourself, what up? I think he played, uh, I think the guy who played Connor in that played uh, Joe's um, estranged husband on um, Grey's Anatomy.
1: Yeah. The, the the guy from Glee?
0: Wait. Oh, no, wait, no, you're right, no, 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 no mixing up the character with someone else i can't remember who that character was ah never mind it matters not um there are are too many damn characters on that show for me to keep track of um (laughs) yeah i don't know all right um okay hey got a pop of the week
1: oh my uh let me see have we talked about dr pole yet who what the Incredible Doctor Pole. We have not. The Incredible Doctor Pole has been helping Sarah and I work our way through our pandemic lockdown. There's like 14 seasons of his show on uh, Disney Plus as part of the National Geographic aspect of the package. Uh, Doctor Pohl is a veterinarian in uh, Michigan, um, and uh, he does uh, usual small animal stuff, but he also does farm animals. And it's a docu series, um, but it isn't. I wouldn't call it reality because yeah. it's not some bullshit people dating each other for money. <laughs> uh, you're you're watching uh, a vet practice move through. They've got uh, he's got a few other vets in his office. I I call it the the incredible Dr. Paul, uh, the unflappable Dr. Uh, Dr. Brenda. And the unimpressed Dr. Emily. And they're they're all, um, it's a really interesting show to watch because um, it's all real people coming in with pets with real situations going on. Um, It's uh, somewhat educational. Sarah got a Jeopardy question tonight specifically because she'd been watching Dr. Paul. Oh, is that right? (laughs) Yeah, she, she got the answer, and then she went, thank you, Dr. Pohl. Oh,
2: that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really we, – we've hit the point now where we've watched enough where when somebody brings in a, an animal with a problem or when we go out to a farm call, um, we're now calling what we think it is early in the assessment based on what we've seen because, you know – We've seen six, seven seasons of this now, you're, so you're good we, at got, it. we got this figured out. That, 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 that cow's not having enough calcium, and uh, that one's clearly got one of those uh, twisted stomach things. So what oh, we need to hilarious. do is because there's so much gas buildup, up, yeah. the stomach raises up, and the cow. what you have to do is roll the cow over, and then when the stomach floats up to its belly, sew it to the bottom of its belly, and then you stand Jesus. it up, and then it passes its gas. Yeah. Oh, we've seen crazy things. We've seen uh, you get to watch uh, cows get pulled out with chains and uh, a block and tackle where they, they help the, the the birthing. It's, it's crazy. Uh, for the most part, everything kind of works out. You still get some moments where you realize you're watching something where, uh, an animal is about to be put down or die. And that's a little upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it's really educational. It's really interesting. Um, there was, uh, there was a really cool episode, a few, back that we watched where uh he got called out to a barn because nine cows had died overnight and uh he, he's interesting because he, he's he's old school he's he's come over from europe yeah. and so he's still got a really thick accent um and he's just like he was a farm kid born and raised and so a lot of the stuff that he does is just because he knows this is how to do it and so he's walking around the barn checking things out and there's nine cows that died overnight and that guy who owns the the farm is nervous because if it's something that's about to cut through his herd like this is it for him and his business yeah yeah and um he the the vet points out that all the cows that are dead and they show you all these dead cows they're all in their stalls uh laying across like you know metal rods and stuff he says that the barn was hit by lightning and so the nine cows that were standing in their pens or standing near the fencing were killed because it was conducted through them and that everybody else is okay it's just you've got nine cows that got electrocuted in the night <laughs> which is just so weird and it's unlike anything else there's there's some extra bullshit they do where they spend far too much time following the sun around because it's you know father's day and he's trying to figure out what to buy the dad for father's day and all that shit forget yeah, that Yeah, yeah, just you know I don't know. Uh, don't know necessarily where your girls are at. If this is something to expose them to yet, um, but it's really interesting to watch them. Um, you know, uh, so it, 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 there's you know puppies coming in that are giving birth. There's you know cats that have a uh, an accident that has to be sewn up. They had to, they had a, an animal where they had to take a leg off it. Um, but the animal's fine afterwards. They had... Uh, it's a real... It's it's a real catch-all of things that you would see in a vet office, and you're going to see it all. Um, they blur every now and then, but they tend to think expose you to what's going on. The big thing is... The abscesses lead it to be a bit of a crossover with Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, i was just gonna,
0: you know, you the, know. it's funny because that kept coming into my mind. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, there are some where it's an abscess, and we go, oh, here we go, and they they'll cut in, and they'll they'll, uh, you know, they'll have to drain a wound or an ear or something like that, and then they squirt it full of hydrogen peroxide chase out the rest of it, and then it's all cleaned up, and they sew it up, or they put in a drain, and they send them off on their way. It's really interesting to watch. Um, They have – every now and then there will be a cow that's um, got too much gas built up. And they'll actually put a spigot the side of the thing and vent it. Jesus. Which is bizarre to watch but fascinating. And so this is a show that has really become um, our go-to of late for, uh, you know – Background noise and and things to watch. Oh, man, yeah, it, wild. It, it features a lot in our lunches, which is interesting because when they start comparing, you know, what's coming out of the Yes cow's ear to mayonnaise, you're like, Okay, wait a minute now. <laughs> I'm still trying to get through my salad here. <laughs> But uh, it's a really cool show. It's called uh, The Incredible Doctor Poll. Uh, it airs on National Geographic. It's still ongoing right now, and I think there's like 13 seasons of it on Disney Plus as, as part of that package.
0: 13 um, seasons?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. We're going through multiple doctors. Um, it's really it's really interesting. And the funny part is, as it gets going along, you really start playing home vet.
0: <laughs> which... yeah, well, that's... <laughs> gotta be yeah that's gotta be a side effect right
1: (laughs) it's it's super weird but the call will happen and i'll be like well if you're not going to give them the minerals they need what are you thinking and sarah's next to me laughing her ass off because all of a sudden toronto boy thinks he's a a country vet yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's weird it happens (laughs) oh god that's hilarious highly recommend if you're looking for something to try out uh and give a go it's interesting it's uh it's different. It's, um, they've found the right way to walk the, the docu series line. It's a, it's a documentary, but, um, it's not a reality show. That's, despite that's the fact hard. that it's I mean, kind of a reality show.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the really hard thing of it is, uh, like you say, to, to thread that particular needle. Um, yeah,
1: it's, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, there are moments that it is, and they've kind of backed off that a little bit in these mm. later seasons, which I like because it's just we we often will skip through whatever, you know, oh, good, there's an '80s convention that, you know, the son has convinced his parents to go through. Who who cares? Can we go back to the goddamn animals? Right. And it, you know, ninety percent of them usually work out in the end, but uh, you know, they're not afraid to to cover the fact that 10% of the time something happens and it, you know, can't help these things. And I, I, that's the only thing that makes me hesitate in saying, Oh yeah, bring in the family, check it out. Um, yeah. Cause, cause if me, you th- want like, to introduce the idea of mortality of pets to your kids, this well, is a, mean, a way they, to do so.
0: They are aware of it, but it is the, um, let me put it this way. You, you know, uh, John Wick is not a, a series of movies that Jan and I have watched. Um, hmm. And uh, we got five minutes in. And it's like, well, I guess we're done with that, aren't we? And,
1: uh, <laughs> See, I watched that one. I watched the first one with the dog. Sarah was out of town. I was like, oh, here's an action movie I haven't seen yet. And it starts. I was like, okay. And so about 10 minutes in, I'm like, all right, I'm now hugging my dog. And we're okay, <laughs> okay with whatever happens from here on out. And Louie and I watched the rest of that movie the whole time cheering on Keanu. We're yeah. like, go get him. Yeah, and Louis says roof, roof.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but so that didn't yeah. go over well here. So I, I'm 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 yeah. You know, am I worried about the kids? I'm not sure. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you worried about yourselves? Maybe more. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: or, or at least her. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, um...
1: We've we've had a couple of of episodes where we've kind of skipped through some scenes. Um, yeah. But uh, for the most part. Uh, we watch it and we're fascinated. And so, uh, wh-
0: where is he based?
1: Uh, he's in Michigan. Oh, okay. So you get you get you get seasons for everybody who wants to see a little winter that's, every now and then. Uh, yeah, see. And that's it, interesting. They had they had one with a um, one of the the sows gave birth and she was uh, she had like a dozen little piglets, and it was a, a troubled birth process so the, the vet's there and she's just trying to get these little piglets out. And she said, I got halfway through and I looked up and all the neighbors had arrived, which was fantastic. Cause we could give each of them a pig. And so everybody's standing there with these little piglets in their coats, trying to warm them up and wake them up. And, um, it was really sweet little moment to watch as you eventually get all these piglets running around afterwards, all happy with the world. Yeah. There's uh, they do some neat stuff with, uh, once a year, there's a four H um, fair where the kids bring in the animals that they've raised. And so uh, they make sure that they do an episode about that specifically because the vet goes down and he checks out all the animals before they're brought in to be shown off and compete for awards and stuff. So you get to see, you know, kids raising animals, which is another thing that's neat to expose kids to, I think. Yeah. Um, but... Totally uh, your call, but we have been enjoying it immensely. Nice. It has represented the bulk of our last uh, three months or so. So, yes, The Incredible Doctor Pool on Disney+. Plus.
0: Very nice.
1: Well Thank you. Or oh, National Geographic, if you'd prefer to chase him down on the, uh, the TV the old-fashioned way.
0: Oh, well, there you have it. But, mm-hmm. it's, but it's right there on the Disney Plus. I mean, that's that's how I. Well, that, when they're all how, right there, that's how I got the the the, the, uh, the the subscription past Jan, um, <laughs> and you know, it was uh, it was she came in for the National Geographic, she stayed for the Mandalorian.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> Didn't we all?
0: Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So. Um, Mine takes me over to another streamer, and that is, uh, well, I mean, it's only because I'm just late getting around to it, but uh, we've been doing a lot of, you know, watching stuff that's from ages ago, you know, Jan never watched, uh, for example, um, Community, so... Uh, we're doing a, oh. uh, so. I'm getting to rewatch that with her, and she's loving it. Oh, and uh, that's beautiful, which is a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, we've been watching oh, all of beautiful.
1: that. Oh, that's beautiful. God bless.
0: And um, <laughs> so that's that's one of them. Uh, but uh, but the other one that, that I'm going to uh, mention is just because you know after what two thousand seasons of Supernatural, I'm finally getting around to watching it, and uh, <laughs> and I'm most of the way through the first season. I'm quite enjoying it.
1: Are you? I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. I love knowing that's out there, but I just haven't touched it yet. So thumbs up.
0: Yeah, definitely a thumbs up. It's uh, you, you know it, it's kind of neat watching it. I, I understand what all the fuss was about, um, and it is great. It is another one of those shows where you get all those characters, right? Like you get all of uh, um, you you know you get all of those people. Actually, it's it because um, you know a lot of it came out 15 years ago um there are a lot of 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 people who were sort of around a lot at the time or earlier where you're like oh it's that guy I haven't seen them in a long time um you know like uh, like a- amy acker from angel for example and uh nice. Daniel daniel Hugh kelly from um um uh what was it hardcastle and mccormick is that what he was from Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I think that's where he was from, and deep uh, cut, <laughs> and that's just in one episode, and um, oh, and so cool. you get a and, and you get a lot of people who were just kind of getting started out at that time as well, and um, so yeah, it's um, you know, and it's uh, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan wasn't that well known at the time either, and huh. uh, <laughs> and so yeah, lots lots of neat stuff in there, and. Um, and it, it, it's a fun series. So, so I've been quite enjoying that uh, over on the Amazon Prime.
1: Well, that, that's excellent. I've, I've heard good things from a lot of folks that I know that I trust. I mean, a lot of people who were, you know, my my, my Buffy crew yes. have all spoken yeah. highly of the series. And um, that certainly lends itself to that. And I, I, I love going back to these old series and seeing people that that I haven't seen in God knows how long. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's always just a hoot to, to, I mean, I, I think I've talked about it before where you, you watch old series and you're like, Hey, I didn't know they were in this. And, you know, watching murder. She wrote now is like, Holy crap. Yeah. It's Adam West and Ernest mm-hmm. Borgnine And Jordy uh, LaForge is standing in the other room right now. And they're, somebody's about to punch out Knight Rider's boss. What the shit am I watching? <laughs> I, the number of times that I can't solve a case because I'm too busy stargawking at what's going on around me yeah. is, is unheard of. Um, legends of tomorrow did an episode in the last season where they were, um, they were in Vancouver trying to find something and they stumbled into the middle of the set where they were shooting, um, the, uh, they were shooting that series. Yeah. So they found the car from the series, but I totally expected before the episode was over for the, the actors to have a cameo and they didn't, which surprised me because I I thought they would have doubled up on the cameo value or cross market platform, whatever. (laughs) But, uh, it was, uh, I, I know enough about this to know that it's worth my time. Eventually this is, this is on the list with like, you know, the wire, um, oh, and yeah. other shows that, you know, people have said, Oh, you got to watch this. And I'm like, all right, I'll put it on the list. So it's on the list. I just haven't gotten near it yet. But.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, well, we are in, uh, you're in for a treat. So that's, uh, that's a thing of beauty. So there that's we go. Hope. There we go. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment to do a little uh, cross promotional plug. Um, oh, please do. Over to uh, to my other show, uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters, which you can find at legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. And this past week, we had a, a guy on named uh, Mike Shoemaker, who is the uh, the showrunner of the Seth Meyers show and uh, is the guy who once upon a time told the Lonely Island guys, hey, maybe you guys should take a camera out and go film something.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: And uh, and and you know, kind of ran a weekend update uh, from basically the uh, Colin Quinn years up until uh, uh, up until uh, he left to uh, uh, get Fallon go doing his late night show. So um, anyway, so he he, get, he talks a lot about his own comic nerdery. And uh, how um, he really got into uh, original art collecting uh, from uh, from David Mandel, Dave Mandel, of of course, the guy who wrote the Bizarro Jerry episode of Seinfeld, um, and was a writer (laughs) on SNL uh, uh, in in those days, and uh, apparently has quite a uh, an original art, uh, an original comic art uh, collection. Um,
1: Is he going to give uh, Brian Pants a run for his money? Oh, possibly, yeah.
0: Um, Because he's got the expensive stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, lots of great stories from him, uh, including a whole lot of behind-the-scenes stuff as to to how the Seth Meyers show has been working uh, during the... uh, uh, these, these pandemic times and, uh, and some, some really interesting insights, uh, as to what's going on there. So, uh, for those of you who are into the SNL stuff or the late night stuff or any of that kind of thing, um, some, lots of neat stories to be had from Mike Shoemaker on that episode.
1: That's excellent so he sorry he did go with, with Myers you mentioned Fallon but he, he went with he, Myers
0: he left with uh, he left SNL to uh, to run late night with Jimmy Fallon and then when uh, when Jimmy moved over to the Tonight Show he stayed with with late night uh, for Seth to come over excellent so uh, and then uh, Steve Higgins uh, basically fulfills that role over on, uh, on the Tonight Show <laughs>
1: Did did you catch uh, Myers a couple nights ago with his uh, closer look where he uh, he he called out uh, Schumer for messing up <laughs> for the, the ere- erect with insurrection <laughs> and then proceeded to screw up his own. lines for the entire rest is closer look
0: yeah but it's not you know erection insurrection is it chuck
1: it's not not schumer bad right like i screwed that up but it's not like oh that was funny
0: and he does. He whenever he does those bits where he's like, "Shoemaker, you hated that joke." That joke during dress. He's like, "I never said." He's he's he was telling us he's like, "I never said that." <laughs> he's, he's like he's like you know. Eventually, people are just going to assume I'm some imaginary character that he keeps talking to. <laughs>
1: Well, the craft that he is Wally, the card guy, alone is
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Wally. That, that's fantastic hey, you mean, that you, you guys mean, have him. I'm sorry, you mean Rolex Wally?
1: Your Rolex Wally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, owner of the Who's catalog. <laughs> 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 Three, Three seconds. seconds. We, we don't have to pay, to pay you a cent. <laughs> anyway, he, he's... Yeah. Uh, an awesome guy just a just a super guy um we we talked to him for about an hour and a half um all kinds of Great. neat uh all kinds of neat stuff and um
1: and there we go well that is 100 percent worth tracing down and listening to and i will absolutely do so because yeah, i would love to hear more it. You, from that guy you, sir,
0: we'll, we'll
1: yeah the really it. i i we've talked about this before but i really enjoy the the way Uh, Seth Meyers and his Late Late Show are riding out, um, just locked down. And that, you know, there's six people in studio and he's playing to that audience and he's playing with them. And it's just somebody left a bunch of guys alone with a camera and a national audience and they're going to make the most of it until they get cut off. And And that's how it seems every time they do an episode.
0: And he gets into a lot of detail about that. And uh, oh, about awesome. just 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 the, the uh, how how all that works and uh, and how they've had to adjust and um, and, you know, how they did um, the um, how, how they did all the stuff during the uh, uh, w- like, you know, like the, the captain's quarters days and um, the
1: lockdowns where he was at in his attic or yeah. at his in-laws. Yeah
0: and it's uh yeah like just how they put together an episode it's it's fascinating um and uh and yeah he 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 was like when we when we started he was he was like oh you guys are about to find out, you know, there's a reason I haven't done many shows and he, he's like, it's because I'm very, very boring. And he was not, he lied.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't imagine that he is. I can't imagine that you're, you're part of that circus and yeah. you can be boring.
2: Exactly. If you're prepared exactly. to actually tell a
1: couple <laughs> of stories and have some fun. Yeah. And it seems like everybody that's a part of that show right now is clearly it for the fun.
2: Oh, for sure. And
1: they're, they're all making a point of, of finding, um, the entertainment value in the things that they're doing <laughs> Yeah, to try to yeah, survive this absolutely. lockdown. It's great. Oh, I look forward to listening to that. That'd yeah. be great.
0: So, uh, so, so there we go. Um, I oh, got no. like,
1: I, I have no other cross promotional material. Uh, anybody who's is near my home is welcome to come by and stand on my porch while I yell things at them. Uh, <laughs> but that's the extent of, uh, what you'll get from me. So Excellent. that's it.
0: Excellent. Well, and you know, um, um, I was just going to say the, um, ah, see, I derailed myself right there. Um, hey, hey, Uh-oh. um, but, but yes, um, yeah, see, totally derailed. I won't know what I was going to say is I managed to like squeeze in like five, uh, pops of the week, uh, between, you know, talking about, um, well, okay, three, but you know, um, I managed to squeeze in uh, the rewatch of uh, of Community, Supernatural, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, and then this. Ah, there we go. Oh, Alrighty,
1: that's it. You have to skip the next three weeks.
0: That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, <clears throat> comments can be sent to us over at uh, Pop and Crap at gmail.com you can uh start in the conversation over on our facebook page which can be found at facebook.com slash pop and crap uh we are on the twitter we are pop and crap that's p-o-p-n-c-r-a-p and in addition to all those things you can head over to our website pop and where you can leave a comment on this or any episode scott
1: okay campers rise and shine and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today and everything else is just pop and crap